praise the Lord. There was a great church, a story I read some time ago about a great church uh, for about 2,000 membership. And before the pastor started preaching, two armed men entered the church. One stood at the rear and the other walked towards the pulpit, showing his gun to the pastor. Uh, the pastor handed over the microphone very quickly. And then he made a very simple announcement. Anyone that is ready to take a bullet for Jesus, sit down. In other words, anyone that is ready to be shot, the person should sit down. One after the other, everybody walked out. Oysters went out. Dickens uh, uh, and Dickenesses walked out. And, I mean, just... Few people were left, just about 20 people out of 2,000 membership. Then the armed man handed over the microphone to the pastor and said, Pastor, we may now begin the service. All the hypocrites are gone. Amen. I trust that we are all Christians and we are ready for Christ. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Verses 1 to 3 of Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which Jude so easily besets us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. Everybody say looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before us endured the cross, despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, consider him, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest ye be worried and faint in your minds. Father, grant me utterance. Let me teach and preach with clarity of speech and understanding. Hide this little clay behind the cross, that Jesus and his name alone will be seen and exalted in our hearts. Amen. For some years ago, when I got born again, maybe about 35, 36 years ago, I, based on the messages I heard, I grew to believe that when you get born again, everything goes on very easy for you. I mean, Jesus takes over your trouble. Jesus takes over your pain, takes over your, 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 your enemies, and everything works out smoothly. But as I grew in the Lord, I realized that everything I was, I mean, most of the things I was told was different. I felt that now that I'm born again, there wouldn't be any persecution now that I'm born again. Even when the enemies try to rise against me, physically the Lord will take care of them. But I see something different happening. And ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I look at people's life and as, as a pastor, people come to me 
for counseling, and you realize that sometimes some of them also feel the same way. Ladies and gentlemen, can I talk to you? Sometimes I don't understand God. Sometimes I don't understand the, some of the ways and some of the things God does. Sometimes it goes beyond our imagination, it goes beyond our understanding. There are things that happen to us that when you think through it, you have to ask yourself certain questions. Why is God? Why is this thing happened to this sister? Why is that happening to that brother? And why is this happening to me? Sometimes I don't understand God. I remember years ago I was preaching and I was I found myself making this statement and repeating this statement. Sometimes I don't understand God. Sometimes I don't understand God. Apparently my spirit was speaking something that my mind did not understand. Whilst I was preaching, preaching the word of God and educating the people of God, showing them, them the way of Christ, there was a thief in our home robbing us from room to room. I mean, how can I understand such God? Whilst I was busy, I have organized my whole family. As a child of God, I have insisted that every member of my family goes to church. So we all went to church. And whilst we were in church, and I was busy preaching the word and preaching the word, this God was still watching. Somebody breaking our door. Getting into our home and doing whatever he likes. Sometimes it becomes difficult for us to understand God. Maybe you need to put yourself in the shoes of Mary. How would the parents understand? A lady that they have, they have trained, they have taken care of, they have educated and trained in the ways of God. She has grown as a virgin, grown up as a virgin, married as a virgin. Before the husband could sleep with her, she was pregnant. And when you ask Mary, Mary tells you, I have seen no man. The husband couldn't understand her. I mean, put yourself in Mary's shoes. Who will accept this story? Who will even agree with Mary? The husband was thinking about divorce, putting her away. How about a parent? Mary, are you sure? Are you sure you have seen no man? For this thing we have never heard before. No woman becomes pregnant without a man. Such a contradiction. Mary, as we say in, in our local language, she was sitting here somewhere. And then God decides to do a work in her life. God decides to embark on his purpose. God decides to do something for mankind. And she finds a woman who has been raised as a child girl. And God himself works a work on this woman. And for the purpose of the kingdom, for the, for the reason, for, for, for the salvation of the world, and for divine assignment, 
Mary had to go through things that no matter how she could explain herself, nobody understood her. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we, we are confronted with situations like that. Sometimes we go through issues as that so badly that we are given no option. We are given no room to even defend ourselves. Think about it. Her parents didn't understand. I mean, I didn't understand her. Her friends, I believe, rejected her. Her own husband was thinking of putting her away. Who would understand Mary? I am speaking on the subject of contradictions of life. The contradictions of life. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus. Who, I mean, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the John that was set before him and seared the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such contradiction. Consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Let ye be wary and faint in your mind. The Bible gives us an example that the man who died for us, the man who gave his life for us, himself had to go through such contradictions in life. I told that the day I got born again, my problems were over. Yet, as a Christian, I come to church. And sometimes, I have even church folks, sometimes, gossip about me. Sometimes, I have church folks used by the enemy to say things that are untrue about me. Sometimes, the people that I thought I could, I could experience love from, I experience the contrary from. Sometimes, it's my desire to honor God, to do what God has asked me to do or gifted me to do. I have enemies right in the church. Am I talking to somebody here? Can I talk to you? Such contradictions are normal. That is what the Bible says we should consider Jesus. We should consider Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before him, he endured. He endured the contradictions of sinners against himself. He came as a savior, but the people he came to save were the same people who stood against him. The people he came to save were the same people who stood against him. Isn't it interesting that sometimes the people you help in life they are the people who turn their backs at you. The people you sacrifice for, they are the ones that sacrifice you. Am I talking to somebody here? Such are contradictions in life. When we think that things will go well for us, we see the opposite happening. We see the contrary happening to us. The church girl is now pregnant and nobody will understand her. The church girl is now pregnant and her husband cannot take it. How about Zacharias? Zacharias was a man, a faithful man, a priest of God, a pastor. 
Zacharias will go into the temple and others will bring their babies for dedication and Zacharias will carry these babies in their hands and he will dedicate them to the Lord. But as he dedicated these children and babies to the Lord, his heart was bleeding. Because as he dedicated these children to the Lord, his mind is telling, where are your children? The wife was barren and couldn't give birth to a child. Yet meanwhile, as the pastor, he has to perform his ecclesiastical duties. Dedicate other children to the Lord. When this same God does not remember him. Who will understand your God? Sometimes I don't understand this God. Joseph, Joseph as a young boy, faithful guy, serving his father, serving his brothers. He did not choose to dream a dream. It was God who gave him a dream. And the dream had to do about his future and the future of the entire nation, Israel. Not only about his family, but the dream had to start with his family, migrating from Canaan to Egypt, where God had planned to form or to raise a nation. Joseph had a dream, and yes, the dream generated hatred. He did not choose to dream. He did not choose to be appointed a leader. Yet, the fact that God has designed him to be a leader of his generation, and through him raised a nation, a nation from Egypt, his brothers stood against him. One of the things I have found in life is that if you have never been persecuted before, or you have, or you are not going through persecution one or the other, you are not yet gifted. I repeat myself for free. If you have never been persecuted in life before, or you are not going through one persecution, one way or the other, you are not yet gifted. Because having been a child of God and a pastor for years, ladies and gentlemen, I have come to understand that the gift of God would generate enemies. Anytime God gives your life, anytime God blesses your life, God imparts His grace upon you to do something for the kingdom of God, it will generate enemies. Check through the Bible. People who were gifted were either envied or people did something negative against them. Joseph had a dream and his brothers hated him. Jesus was sent to us as a savior. And the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes and the priests stood against him. Anytime you are gifted, anytime God gives you his ability and grace you to do something, that gift will bring you trouble. That gift will bring you pain. Hello? That is why I'm going to say something. It's the reason why there are a lot of people in the body of Christ today who don't want to do anything for God. 
There are others in the body of Christ who have decided that enough is enough. I've gone through too many challenges from the hands of the church folks. So I will still go to church, but I will not do anything in church. Because they realize that when they offer themselves or they, they, they put their gifts on the altar of God to serve the kingdom, somebody is not to them. Somebody spoke negatively to them. Somebody said something they didn't like. So now, they have decided not to work for God. But you know what is happening to your life? I have come to understand that the blessing of God is always in the place of pain. The blessing of God is always in the place of pain. And until you learn how to endure the contradictions of life and the pain people bring to you, you can never take the blessing. Am I talking to somebody here? God took his people from Egypt and there was a shortcut to the promised land. Don't forget the promised land was full of honey. The Bible says there was milk and honey. It was the place God was going to give his people rest. They will govern themselves. They will have the peace of God. They will not be under any, any slave master. It was the place, the Bible says, flowing with milk and honey. The Bible says that God realized that when he takes them through this part, they will see war. Somebody say war. They will see war and they will return back to Egypt. So God decided to take them through the wilderness. You know the story. They still did not have it easy in the wilderness. The shortcut, they will see war. In the wilderness, they were confronted with the Red Sea. They were confronted with wilderness experience where they hunger and tested. They became tested for water. And God had to cause miracles right in the wilderness. In the wilderness, they had to cross Jordan. They had to go through Jericho before the promised land. In the wilderness, because of the challenges that they, well, I, mean, I mean, confronted them, they had, some of them had to disobey God, became rebels to the extent that God had to kill a lot of them. My prayer for you is that you will not cut yourself away from God in your journey to the promised land. Because your, the journey, the journey to your destiny, you will experience pain. You will experience pain. You will experience rejection. Am I talking to somebody here? You will experience opposition. And sometimes we think that it will always come from the well. But as Sammy said, if it was the enemy who lifted his heel against me, then I could have borne it. But this one, it is my co-equal, the one I walked to the house of the Lord with. Am I talking to somebody here? They were going through the shortcut and God said there was a problem there. Challenge there. They will return to Egypt. The long route to the promised land, they still face challenge. What is God telling us? God is telling us that this road, even though he has promised us peace, peace comes in the midst of challenges. There were a group of actors that were asked to paint peace. 
They were asked to paint peace. Come out with a drawing, painting, depicting peace. Others, other great artists came and they drew fantastic, I mean, painted nicely. Old man sitting in a lazy chair, relaxed on a porch. Others painted all kinds of things. But the one who won was the one who painted a bird on a tree in a stormy day with strong wind. There was a storm and there was a strong wind moving the leaves and the branches of the tree. But on that tree was a bird who was so relaxed. Relaxed on the branches and that artist won the peace painting. If you painted in the midst of challenges, in the midst of storm, where, where people are running away and people think that something bad was going to happen. Yet this bird was lying there quietly in the midst of the storm and the strong wind. That is what peace is about. The Bible says that he gives us peace and he will give us peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the kind of peace that comes upon you that people look at you and they cannot understand how you feel. You go through all the contradictions of life, but there is an inner peace that still glues you to Christ. Am I talking to somebody here? You go through your wilderness experience, you have the wilderness experience, you go through all the challenges, but there is a knowing in you that if God said, let's go to the other side of the river, you will certainly get there. If God tell us go to the promised land, you will certainly get to the promised land. Can I have a good amen in the house? Contradictions of life. Listen to the Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11. See how God deals with us. He was, I'm reading from the Message Bible. Now, then King James. Okay, the Message Bible, thank you. He was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its wings, sorry, its young, then spreading its wings, lifting them into the air, teaching them to fly. God alone led him. There was not a following God in sight. Hallelujah. This simple verse of scripture tells us or shows us how God raises His people. How God raises a Christian. And when God is developing you with Christ, that God is not there. And sometimes we question His integrity. Where is God? There is one of our members that had an issue, went to the hospital, and she was diagnosed of fibroid. And she began to cry. And cry, and cry, and cry. Because she was not yet married. I think a lot of things were going through her mind. But this lady will come to church. And every now and then, she will pick a seed. As, and when she is led, come to the altar. Drop it there. And then make her prayers to the Lord. One day, she began to experience something. She began to experience something showing out of her private path. And she got scared because she's never had 
such things before. She got scared. She began to cry. She began to question God. So, don't you listen to all the prayers I've been praying? Don't you see all the offerings, all the sacrifices I've been making? And she began to question the integrity of God. Watch this. We advised her to go for a checkup. When she went for a checkup, the doctor examined her and within some few minutes took the thing from in between her legs. And the doctor said, These are the fibroids that were noticed in your womb. And when the thing came out, it was like God collecting the fibroids into a sack and brought it out of her. And she went to the hospital, the thing was just taken, and she came out. Why I am sharing this testimony is this. Even when God was working a miracle in her life, she was still questioning God. Am I talking to somebody here? Even when God was working a miracle in her life, when God was bringing the same five blood she cried over, God was bringing it out. Others will go lie down and they will be cut to take them out. But for you, God collected them into something and just brought it out of you. And just, they just took it out and you went home. But even when God was in action, and when God was working on her, she was questioning the integrity of God. Don't you hear my prayers? All the sacrifices I've been making, even in the midst of working a miracle. The Bible says, walking with God, God treats us like the eagle. She's the eaglet. When the eagle, when the eagle touches the eaglet, there is a process that eagle takes the eaglet through. They are born or they are given birth to on a very high mountain where it will not be very easy for human beings to get there. And when the eagle, the mother eagle, I believe some of you know the story, before this eaglet uh, has uh, given birth to, the mother eagle weaves prickly thorns together and overlays it with dry leaves. And then the mother eagle plucks the soft feathers around the breast to overlay it, making it very comfortable for the eaglet. The eaglet will stay in that nest and the mother eagle will go in and out bringing them food to eat, but the time comes and the mother eagle realizes that it is time for them to fend for themselves, find food for themselves. But because of comfort, the eagle stays there and the mother will be doing all the hard work. So the Bible says, just like the eagle, who must over her young, taking them and spreading their wings and lifting them into the air, Teaching them to fly. That is how God leads his people. The mother angel comes and realizes that these people are in their comfort zone. They don't want to move to the next level of their life. So he comes and spreads the wings to pick the eagles on. Picks the eagles on the wings and they soar so high. So high into the sky. 
And I believe, and I can just imagine what the Eagles will be thinking. Oh, this is nice. This is the first time experiencing the earth on mommy's back. But the mommy eagle takes them very high. And when they've gone so high, he takes a sharp dive. Leaving the eaglet rolling in the sky. And the eaglet, I can just imagine, the eaglet saying to the earth, Oh, earth, here I come, my final day. My final day has come. And as they come down to crush the, the earth and die, the mother angel comes with a tough speed, meters to Christ, and picks them up on the wings. And when he picks them up on the wings, I remember what the mother angel tells them. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. The Bible says that is how God alone leads his people. Sometimes we feel like our life has come to an end. God, and we feel like we are crashing. We feel like we have been put into a situation where we cannot even breathe. And our life has come to the end of the rope. But we should not forget that God has promised us, even in the water or in the fire, He will be there with us. This is the God that you can check His record at any time. Check His record. With Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Check his record with Daniel. Check his record with the Jews and the Red Sea. Check his record by Jordan. Check his record by the walls of Jericho. He proved himself as God. Anytime challenges confronted his people, the people got into fear. They thought God had deserted them, but God always came through for them. The Bible says that is how God. Does to us. The mother eagle will repeat the cycle until the eaglets learn how to fly. The Bible says, spread the wings, take them, fly high, teaching them how to fly. Ladies and gentlemen, when the mother eagle lifts them in the air, they are confronted with a challenge. And they think their life has come to an end. But the mother eagle knows then I am not destroying you. I am not leaving you in the air to Christ. I am there. I know what is happening. I know what you are made of. You are not a chicken. You are an eagle. You need to learn how to soar. And so I am teaching you how to soar. The mother eagle repeats that until the eaglets see how the mother spreads the wings, how he suspends in the air, and how he soars. And then, they begin to do as the mother does. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I talking about? God wants you to behave like Him. God wants you to behave like Him. So He allows you. And sometimes you are confronted with a challenge. Sometimes you go through issue and you think, it's the end of your life. No, it is not the end of your life. That is what the Bible says. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, because the man who saved us, the man we are following after, went through the same thing. The man lived an exemplary life for us. He was God. He was the Savior. He was the one to die for us. Yet he went through challenges. Am I talking to somebody here? 
at a point in time that people did not believe him. I mean, and they even picked stones to kill him. And this was the same man who had come to die for these same people. The Bible says in Mark chapter 10 verse 29, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or fathers or, sorry, or father or mother or wife or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Hundredfold when? Or oh, hundredfold when? Now in this time. Houses, brethren, sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with... Oh, come on, talk to me. With what? With what? In other words, all the blessings you are looking for is in the place of pain. But God has given you enough grace to go through it, to go through the wilderness, to go through the West Sea, to get your Jericho down, to get the blessing. Jesus said, everything you lose for the kingdom's sake, I will give you more. Hundredfold. But don't forget, it comes with persecution. It comes with a challenge. These are stories Christians don't want to hear. And so when they are confronted with a challenge, they want to say goodbye to God. I didn't know this is the way. I thought everything was going to be cool. I thought everything was going to be easy. But no, the Bible says it will come with persecution. Many have aborted their dreams. Many have aborted their dreams. Have aborted great victories in life because of challenges that confronted them in life. The fact that you are confronted with one challenge or the other does not mean God has forsaken you. The Bible says for our light affliction, which is bad for a moment. I love that. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. And 18, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. The Bible says the affliction you go through, the challenges. You go through in this love, and I understand sometimes you do your best in the office. But no matter what you do, there is somebody that will always have something to say about it. No matter what you do, it's like your boss has been anointed to harass your life. You don't know what to do again. You do your best, you fulfill your assignment, you hand it over in ta- on time, but no matter what you do, they always have something to say about it. And sometimes you don't know what to do. The Bible says for our light affliction. And the Bible causes light. Whatever you are going through, it's light. 
what am I going through is light. And the reason why it is light, you see, for us, it is heavy. For us, it is heavy. But for God, it is light. Am I talking to somebody here? When he took them out of Egypt, he only told them about the promised land flowing with milk and honey. He never told them about the Red Sea. He never told them about Jordan. He never told them about the wilderness of spirit, hunger, and thirst. He never told them because for God, they are light. There were nothing to write home about. But for the people of God, the Jews, they were heavy. God says it is light because what you go through, the affliction you go through, the challenges you go through cannot be compared with the glory it brings. Cannot be compared. Cannot be compared with the glory it brings and with the blessings it brings. In other words, every affliction you go through, God has a reward for you. God has glory for your life. Amen? For everything God allows you to go through, He will reward you for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, and I love that. Everything we are going through is for a moment. Now watch this. Watch this Bible. It is either... Now let me go back. Every challenge, every affliction you go through in life, the Bible says, it's for a moment. It's for a moment. In other words, it has an aspiring date. Every problem, every challenge has an aspiring date. What are you talking about, man of God? The Bible says, why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. The reason why the things which are seen are temporal is because everything you see has entered into the space of time. But the things which are not seen are in the realms of the spirit where time doesn't control. So the moment that thing enters into the space of time, it has an aspiring date. That's why when you go to the malls and you go to the grocery shop, you pick a milk and you have to look at the aspiring date. Because it's a thing in the physical. Well, it will interest you that even you have an aspiring date. You have an aspiring date. Whether you like it or not, your aspiring date will come. We are all getting closer to the cemetery than the day we were born. Am I talking to somebody here? I've told our church about my aspiring date. I told them when I'm 96 years, they can prepare for my burial. But until then, they should forget it. Their children will come to meet me preaching in the church. Amen? Am I talking to somebody here? Why we look not at the things which are seen, the afflictions that is coming to you from your boss, from your sister, from that friend, don't look at them. It's painful. But look at what God wants to bring out of that affliction. When the eaglet is thrown in the air, God or the eagle is training the eaglet how to soar. When you go through the affliction or the afflictions you are going through now, 
Only two things can happen. It is either the afflictions expire or you quit. Am I talking to somebody here? It's either you endure like Jesus endured. You stand firm. Having done all, stand. It's either you stand, not giving up on God, not giving up on your divine assignment, not giving up on the gift God has blessed your life with, not giving up on grace. Having done all, having gone through all, stand. When you stand, the aspiring dead for your afflictions and challenges in life will come. And you will move on. Am I talking to somebody here? And you will move on with your life. For the things which are seen are temporal. And the things which are not seen are eternal. Every seeable thing will expire. Everything that you have seen will expire. Your journey to the promised land. You will go through the challenges. You will go through, you will go through some contradictions in life. Certain things will confront you. Things you have not bargained for. In life, things that confront you are not only things you bargained for. Some things you did not bargain for, like Mary's case. Mary did not bargain to be pregnant as a virgin. Yet everybody moved away and stayed away from her. Ladies and gentlemen, when God allows you to go through such a thing, God knows what He's bringing out of your life. Thanks to it. Pain has always been part of progress in life. Pain, challenges, has always been part. So don't think about your pain to give up on God. Even a woman in the labor world goes through pain. And after the pain comes joy. Think about it. Even seed sowing, sometimes you go through pain. It's the reason why the Bible says, so in tears. So in what? Tears. But you reap in what? Joy. You go through pain. Jesus showed us what we must do. That even the Savior, God in person, he himself went through pain. But the pain did not end his life. You thought somebody killed Jesus? No. Nobody killed him. Nobody killed Jesus. They did everything to him, but the man would not just die. The only time the man died was when he prayed to God, Father, I hand over my spirit to you. So, he told the people, I have power to lay my life down and to pick it up. They did everything, and the man would not just die until he said, Father, I hand over my spirit to you. He gave up his life. And if you don't give up in life, if you don't give up in life, everything that is confronting you will expire and you will move on to your destiny. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's an amazing thing that by divine providence, fruitfulness and glory is always within the place of pain. Fruitfulness and glory is always within the place of pain. Now, to conclude, let me show you Joseph's, the summary of Joseph's life. Genesis chapter 41, verse 52. Genesis chapter 41, verse 52. 41, verse 51 and 52. And unto Joseph were born two sons. Before the years 
of farming came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, he said, had made me forget all my toil in all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. Called he Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Hallelujah. You know the story we have been told. The story of the son Joseph right from Sunday school, children's service, Sunday school. Joseph had a dream and he started, the pro- I mean the problem started. Joseph was sold to the slave market. Mr. Potiphar bought him. And Mrs. Potiphar lied on him. Mr. Potiphar sent him to prison. And finally, Joseph found himself in the palace. The interesting thing about Joseph's life and our life is this. That even when we thought that God had forgotten about us, he still had us in his hand. The other day, God sent Jeremiah to the potter's house. And God said, go to the potter's house and there, and there I will talk with you. And when Jeremiah got to the potter's house, God never spoke that Jeremiah saw the voice of God. How did you see the voice of God? Jeremiah saw the potter molding a vessel. And as you observe the potter mold this vessel, the Bible says, and the vessel God marred, the spigot in his hands. And then the potter remolded that marred vessel into another vessel. And God said to Jeremiah, can't I do the same thing with my people? The interesting thing about this scripture is that when the, the vessel got marred, the Bible says, and the vessel got marred or disfigured in the hands of the potter. Ladies and gentlemen, even when you go through all the challenges and the afflictions, and you think that your world has come to an end, forever know this, that in the midst of all the challenge and the problem, you are still in the hands of the porter. The vessel got mad, but it was still in the hands of the porter. The porter did not throw it away. The fact that you find yourself in one mistake, in one sin or the other, does not mean that God throws you away like a dirty water. You got messed up, but God still have you in His hands. You exercise, you are persecuted, but God still have you in His hands. And Jeremiah saw the voice of God. And God said, I can do the same thing with my people. In spite of everything I'm going to, sometimes you go through this and you are bitter. You are so bitter with life and sometimes with even church and God. And God said, even in that state, I still have you in my hands. I throw you in the skies and you think you are coming to Christ the earth and die. God said, no, no, I still have you in my hands. I 
have promised to never to leave you, nor forsake you. I am the porter of your life. I am the porter. Joseph went through the same thing. The dream, for the dream to come to pass, he had to go through all the things he went through. Sold in prison, found himself in the palace, and now Joseph married in a foreign land. He never forgot. Watch this Bible. He never forgot what he went through, though he forgave his brothers. He forgave them, but he never forgot what he went through. He could still feel the pain of his father's house, but he forgave them and cleansed his heart. Joseph gave birth to two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, and he gave them names to summarize his life story. Manasseh, he said, you shall be called Manasseh, because God has made me to forget my father's house. God has made me to forget all the pains I went through in my father's house. God has made me to forget all the pains that my brothers gave me. God has made me to overcome all the challenges and the crises I went through. I've forgiven my brothers because I can still remember what I went through, but I've forgiven them. And his life, he was saying, Yes, I went through the pains, but see where God has brought me. He said, You shall be called Ephraim. You shall be called Ephraim because God took me, took me through pain. People rose against me. They rolled over my head because God brought me into the net where I couldn't move. For a man to ride over my head, but see where the Lord brought me. The Lord carried my life from my father's house into a house of slavery. From prison into the palace. And he said, your name is Ephraim because the Lord has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. So when God gave Joseph the dream, when God gave Joseph the dream years ago, the dream was to be fulfilled in the land of affliction. All the honor, all the glory, all the elevation, God showed Joseph in the dream. Look at the battle he went through. Joseph could have given up along the way. But whilst he was going through that, and people would be questioning, where is this God? God was in heaven saying, I'm still working on my plan. I've never deviated. They are all part of it. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Because in this life, we will be confronted with contradictions. The people you sacrifice for may be the one to sacrifice you. That is why in life, when you do good to people, when you bless people or you help people make it in life, don't expect anything from them. I repeat myself for free. When you help people to do well in life, never expect anything in return. Otherwise, you break your heart. 
Am I talking to somebody here? When you do good, the Bible said, do it as unto the Lord. Because the moment you expect that person to reward you, you will be disappointed. But if you expect God to reward you, she will owe no man nothing. She will reward you accordingly and at the right time. I came just to encourage you and let you know that you may be going through pain, you may be going through challenges in life. It is part of the journey. Don't give up. Because that challenge you are going through has an expiring date. It is bad for a moment. And God will take care of the rest. God bless you. Stand to your feet. I want you to lift a prayer to God for yourself. And I want you to pray that God will help you endure. The Bible says, Consider him who endured such contradictions of sinners against himself. Sometimes, some of those things will come from our sisters and our brothers. Not because they are evil. It's because God will use anybody to bring you to your destiny. God even used the priests of Jesus' time. To bring Jesus into his destiny. They were priests alright. But at the point in time. They were the people that stood against Jesus. The devil will also use it. To try to get you out of the kingdom. Because a sister stepped on your toe. Or a brother spoke to you the way you felt he shouldn't have spoken. The fact that that person is a leader. Has been in the church for 17 years. Doesn't mean that you will not make a mistake. But that one single mistake can become a challenge for your life. But you must learn how to endure. You must learn how to go through challenge. You must learn how to go through that moment of your life. Because either the challenges move, move you away from your destiny. Or you head towards your destiny while the challenges move away. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? One of you must go to bed. One of you must go to bed. You and God. One of you must go to bed. In the midst of your challenge, make your prayers to God like we're going to do tonight. After you've made your prayers to God, you either go to bed for God to work, or you stay awake and ask God to go to bed. But the last time I checked from the Bible, he never sleep, nor slumber. So you need to go to bed after you've handed it over to him. Sometimes we worry for nothing. When he's ever ready to pick us up before we crash. I want you to pray to God. God help me. God help me. I've gone through challenges. I've gone through. And I'm even going through them now. But help me. I want you to pray. Maybe some of you, you have been discouraged. But a sister or a brother, it could even be a pastor. That said something you didn't like. It may be a test for you. It may be a, a, a trial moment for you. You need to pray for yourself. God, help me to endure. Help me to overcome. Help me to stand. Help me to stand. 
God does not always allow evil or evil men to try us. Sometimes good men will be used to try us. That's what the psalmist said. If it was the enemy who lifted his heel against me, then I could have borne it. I could have withstood that. But this time, it is my brother. It is my sister whom I walk to the house of God with. Because that is the most painful aspect. And the devil will sometimes move a sister or brother against you. A sister or brother can become an impediment. But can you look unto Jesus? Can you look unto Jesus? In times of challenges, in times of crisis, in times of contradiction, can you look unto Jesus? Let your prayer be, God help my heart. God help my heart. God hold my heart. Help me to stand. Help me to overcome. Help me. Even when nobody understands me. Help me to move on with you. I don't know anything about what is going on. But I've been accused of every bit of it. God help me. God help me. God help me. You may be a woman, your challenge may be your in-laws. There are things that you are being accused of. That you know nothing about. It could be your challenging moment. It could be your trying moment. Come on, talk to him. 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 Come on, come on, come on. It is the moment to talk to him. That's one particular issue you've been struggling with. That's one particular challenge you've been struggling with. Can you say, oh God, take over? Can you say, oh God, take over this life? Can you say, oh God, take over my issue, take over my challenge?
pray the second prayer. The book of Psalm 66, verse 10 to 12 says, For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Somebody say the net. Thou layest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But, somebody say but. Somebody say but. But thou broughtest us into a wealthy place. Hallelujah. The Bible says God brought us into the night. And the reason is to prove us. The challenges you are going through, God is proving you. Brought us into the night to prove us. Into the night, a place of no escape. Like a fish caught in the net. And he caused men to rise over our head. There are times where it looks like they have won. Why it looks like they have won. Caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire. Like some of us may be going through or have went through. We went through fire. We went through the water. But the good news is that after God had taken us through all that and we stood, He brought us into a wealthy place. That is your destination. That is your destination. That is why you can't give up. That is why you can't stop on the way. I want you to pray, God, no matter what, don't let me stop. I want to get to my destination. Open your mouth and pray. I want to get to that wealthy place. I want to get to that wealthy place. Open your mouth and talk to him. In the name of Jesus. Bring us to that wealthy place, oh God. Bring us to that wealthy place. Grant us all the energy. Grant us the stability. Grant us the strength. Grant us the cause. All that we need to stand. When men go over our heads. When men ride over our heads. When it looks like they are winning. Help us to stand. When it looks like they are winning. Help us to stand. When we go through the fire. And we go through the water. Oh Lord. Help us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, and bring us to that wealthy place. Bring us to that wealthy place. Bring us to that wealthy place. Bring us to the place of honor. Bring us to the place of honor and glory. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice and let's sing together. Let's stay together. You may be going through the fire. You may be going through the water. You 
will be going through the challenge, but He's still there. Hey, He's still there. Hey, it's a mother angel. He will pick you up. You will not crash. He will pick you up. for anyone that is in the midst of challenges, affliction. It's, it's in the air like the eaglet and it feels like crushing. I want to pray for that person. Can you put your hand on your chest? I want to pray for you right now. You want in one challenge or you want one affliction, you want in one issue or the other. I want to pray for you. I want you to have their assurance from God that you will not crash. The mother eagle will come. Before you crash the earth, it will pick you up again. Even when you allow men to ride over your head, and as they are riding over your head, he knows what it's about. He brought you into the net, so your enemies should not rejoice that they look, it looks like they are winning. Because God is watching over His Word to perform it. Father, I pray for these ones. I pray, O oh God, by the enlightenment of Your Word. And by the understanding of Your Word, O oh God. Let grace be activated in everyone's heart. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Where any of them thought of giving up. May that person receive strength again to continue. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray for the hurting heart. I pray for the offended heart. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that your healing hands will reach to them. Heal them tonight. Heal them tonight. And help them to understand that if you allow this, that you are in it with them. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that the comfort with which you have comforted us, they will be comforted. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for divine ability. I pray for divine wisdom. I pray for faith to go through this moment. In the name of Jesus. And above all, I pray that having done all, you will stand for God to bring you to that worthy place. May you enter your destiny. May you enter that worthy place. May you be glorified. May you be honored by God. In the name of Jesus. I decree this and I call it done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord a clap open? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. 1997, 97, I went through the fire. Very painful fire. It was the only time in my life, and the only time it will be, when suicide became an option. And the reason why it was painful was because the affliction I went through was not from the hands of unbelievers. From the hands of the church. If it was an enemy who has lifted his heel against me, then I could have borne it. The psalmist said. But this time is my equal. The one I walked to the house of God with. I came to inform you Jesus went through the affliction. A servant is not greater than a master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If Peter had to deny Jesus, a sister can deny you tomorrow. You've got to stand. Let no man move you out of your place. Come on, give the Lord some glory in this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.